0: Oprah Winfrey, Allison Brie, Helen Mirren, Jennifer Aniston, Chelsea Kennedy. What do all these women have in common? They're beautiful. They're successful. They are women without kids. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Savannah Burns, and my guest speaker today is someone who I've known since she was born. Her decision to opt out of motherhood has been a hot topic at many family gatherings, and she's here to advocate for other women who don't need children to feel fulfilled. Let's meet my sister, Chelsea.
1: Hi, I am Chelsea. I am 25 years old. I am childless, and I hope to keep it that way.
0: (laughs) So for anybody who doesn't know, Chelsea is my oldest, younger sister. She was the one who, I guess, initially kind of made me a mom before I was a mom. I remember having a Chelsea bear that I used to carry around with me, and I was the one who named you. And when mom was pregnant, I used to sing to you while you were still in the womb and everything. So I just always felt akin to you. And I still do. You're still my baby. The reason I asked you here um, to do this with me is because I find it really interesting that despite having not too many years in age gap between us and having been raised in the same household, having the same parents, having similar childhoods. That we went in such two different directions when it comes to motherhood, wanting to be a mom. For as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a mom and have always felt protective over little kids, especially being the oldest of five. And then you, even though you are great with children, you're an awesome auntie and so good with our siblings. And other kids just love you. You don't have a desire to be a mom. So I just think it's it's interesting to me that we lived in the same household. Everything else was the same other than our age. And we both went complete <laughs> opposites when it comes to motherhood. So it's important to me that you also have a voice when it comes to the podcast and advocating for women because I feel like there are other women out there who also don't have a desire to be moms and that's okay. But I feel like society really puts the pressure on women and either makes them feel like having babies is a rite of passage, that's required to be a woman or um, media makes us feel like you have to have kids almost like an accessory. Like you have to have kids to be successful, to be happy Kids like be a woman like kids are the end all be all if you have a uterus and you having a different opinion I think is really important for you to share that because I don't feel like you're the only one and I'm sure you're not the only one who listens to the podcast who feels this way and I know you are worried about being public enemy number one on a (laughs) podcast that has a lot of moms but it's still a struggle like whether you're a mom or not you're still a woman mm-hmm. and you still deserve the respect of privacy, respect of having your own opinion and not feeling like you have to answer for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know um a lot of people take not wanting children as um I hate children and that's completely not the case. I love our siblings, being an aunt is amazing. I love my niece, I love my nephews or the best people in the world. I love kids. They're awesome. I'm even going to school to be a teacher. It has nothing to do with not liking kids. And I think that's a big misconception about it. Um, But another thing is that I don't respect parents and I don't understand where that comes from either. We have the best mom in the world. You know that. Um, But I also saw how hard she had to work and how much sacrifice that takes. And I know that I don't want that. I'm just a little bit lazier, I guess, because I don't really want to put in that much work to do something and I don't really care to make sacrifices if I don't want to. But I've I was talking to mom the other day and she was telling me that even when I was like a toddler, I never played with baby dolls. Never had an interest in babies, never wanted to hold the siblings when they were little, (laughs) like zero interest until they were toddlers. Still, I don't want to hold your baby. Like please don't hand me a baby, (laughs) you know. Um, so just as long as I can remember, I've just never had the desire and it's never like, a. this is the exact day that I remembered. I'm never having kids. Like it, it was never like that. It just never came up into my mind as a necessity for my life, I guess.
0: So like the desire never really accrued with you?
1: No, no, I never felt like I had the desire to have kids or something was missing or, Even in my relationship, I've never felt like maybe a kid would make this more solidified or anything like that. Or, you know, our relationship is fantastic. Maybe we should have a kid. I've never felt that way.
0: How do you feel pressured to have kids by day-to-day life, by society, by family, by the media or shows? Or what kind of pressure does it put on you?
1: People ask me all the time, when am I going to have kids? And anytime I tell them I don't want kids, it's like a personal attack. Like they just feel like I just attacked them because they have kids. Why wouldn't you want them? And I don't really understand why it's like that, but moms really stick together and that's awesome. But the second you tell a mom that you don't want kids, I feel like they're like, you think you're better than us and that's not it. Um, So I feel like I get a lot of pressure from other moms. I've never been pressured by somebody that doesn't have kids to have kids. It's always by somebody that has kids and they're like, you don't know love until you've had, had a child. And that's not true. I don't know why they think that's important to tell me is that I've never experienced love until I've had a child. And then um, on my social media, every app that I use is targeted ads. And I know that they use that by your age and your gender, all that stuff. But if you look at my Instagram or my Facebook, constantly baby ads. Here's the best formula. Here's the best baby clothes to buy. Here's the best binkies, you know. And so I ended up actually within the last week changing all my social media to say that I'm a male. So I don't get those ads anymore. I would switch Instagrams with Maurice constantly because I'm so sick of seeing every third post is, here's a baby. Shove it right in your face. Here's another baby. This is who's pregnant now. And so it's very frustrating because they want you to subliminally see that. I don't want to see that. So it's frustrating.
0: It's almost kind of like they're trying to subtly plant that idea in your head. Like, look how cute these babies are. Look how cute these baby clothes are. Don't you want one of these? Don't you want to get one?
1: Exactly. And it's just not what, it's not even what I search on Instagram or anything. So I don't know why it's so targeted towards somebody that doesn't have kids in the first place. You know,
0: I feel like the targeted ads are just stupid in general anyways, because I get ads for low libido or like (laughs) lack of sex drive and all this stuff. And every time I see it, I'm like, what conversations are you listening to? That would give you the impression that I'm struggling with low libido. Just like how you said, like, maybe it's because you put on there that you're a female of this age to this age. Maybe they just target you because of that. So now I'm wondering, is it because I'm almost 30 that they're worried about my sex drive? Just like tanking and Instagram's like, let me help you out. We got the product for you.
1: Have you bought mom jeans yet? Here's three boutiques that
0: sell them. Right. In your area now. I can see what you mean when you say. When you tell other moms. That you don't want kids. That they almost like take it as a betrayal. Or like a personal attack on them. And they'll tell you like. Oh you don't know love until you've had kids. And I can almost kind of empathize with that. And not to argue your point. Because you're absolutely right. I guess I know that what they mean by that. Because I. I love the shit out of my siblings. Before I was a mom. You guys were my kids. And I've always been protective over you guys. And I feel um, a connection to you guys like I would as a mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you guys. I would die for you. I would do anything for you. When it comes to Jameson, I would disembowel somebody for messing with my child. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: there's, like, the mama bear when you have siblings. But the mama bear, when you have your own biological child, is it's so intense. And it's so physical, too, how your body reacts to your child.
1: And I so. understand that. And I think there is probably some science behind that, too. And I get that. But I've never claimed to want that experience. So I don't know why they take yeah, it. For sure. like, like, if I don't want a kid they're automatically like, oh, well, you hate my children? You hate every ch- child in the world? And it's like, no, And I actually do a lot of work with children and um, orphanages and missions and stuff like this, that it's like, how could you say that I hate children or that somebody who doesn't want kids is an awful person? They make it out to be, well, you're this selfish monster. And yeah, part of it is I'm selfish. I like sleeping in. I like buying stuff for myself. <laughs> like I I see where it is kind of selfish in a way, but I'm okay with that. I don't know why other people can't be okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's a personal choice. It's it's not affecting anybody else for you to not have kids. It's your body, your choice, and that doesn't just apply to abortions or vaccines. If you yeah. don't want to push a child out, that should be up to you and nobody should be able to have shit to say about it.
1: Yeah, somebody I was really close to, I think it was pretty close to two years now, um, I was visiting her and she was telling me, oh, you guys would make really cute kids, which is true because my husband's a babe, we all know that, but um, she was like, you guys make really cute kids and you guys should just have at least one, and I was like, no, like, I know for a fact that it's not for me, and that's just not something I want, not, I've never been interested in it, it's never been like a, well, maybe, it's always been a hard no for me. And she was like, Well, you're not even mature enough to make that decision that you don't want kids. Whoa, well, hold on. So I'm not mature enough to make the decision to not have kids, but I'm mature enough to have kids? How does that add up? And I just never talked to her again because it was so frustrating. She just kept pushing it and kept pushing it. And you don't know what you're going to feel like when you're 30 years old and you don't have a kid. No, I won't. But I also wouldn't know what it feels like to be 30 and not have a kid. <laughs> like, so. I don't understand why people are like that, but I've dealt with it my entire life.
0: (laughs) Even if, hypothetically speaking, you turn 30 and you're like, oh shit, I really want to be a mom. Now what? At some point in your life, you didn't want that. You made that choice for yourself. It's almost like a tattoo. You know, people will tell you like, oh, you're going to regret that when you're 50 and you have this weird tattoo. It's the same thing with having kids. It's what you wanted at the time. You have to respect the decisions that you made then.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's not like you could never, ever be a mom. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can still adopt, and there's other ways around it. But even, I mean, even regular moms are just like, well, it's not the same. Well, if you love a child so unconditionally, why does it matter if it's your child or not? I don't get it. And it's not like our population is really hurting for more people so why is it so important that I have kids why is it such a big push
0: especially with the way that the world and the country is right now it makes me scared to raise a child
1: I said it's scary even just being an adult in today's world let alone having to worry about not only yourself but also a family and little kids to raise
0: well and I have a husband who every time we go on a road trip picks out pieces in the hills or the desert where he thinks would make a great bunker, because I don't know what kind of future he anticipates for the world or the country, but he obviously thinks that there's either going to be some sort of zombie apocalypse, or we're going to be fleeing for our lives. And every time he talks about that, it just stops me in my tracks, like God forbid something crazy were to happen. If we were to need to leave very urgently, how am I not only going to keep myself safe, but my son?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, now and I if have there... an
0: entire other person to think about to keep safe, to protect.
1: And if there was a zombie apocalypse and you're trying to keep quiet to hide from zombies, babies aren't going to be quiet. So we'll probably last a little bit longer than a family will.
0: <laughs> That's true. So touching back on when you said that no matter how old you get, there. There are still options for motherhood, like adoption. I remember a couple years ago when you went to the Dominican Republic for a missions trip. There was a little girl there that you really took to, that you felt protective over and had kind of grown a bond to. Do you want to talk about her?
1: Yeah. um, So we went to a few different orphanages. We were there for, oh gosh, that one was like a month, huh? Uh, so we went to quite a few different orphanages. And um, I mean, I just loved all the kids. They're so sweet. And they're the happiest, oh my gosh, the happiest, most well-behaved kids you could ever freaking imagine. They are so sweet. And you you have this idea, like, oh my gosh, these poor kids are just miserable, right? And you get there and they're so full of love and they want to talk to you about Jesus, and they just are the most incredible kids ever. How they are so happy with so little really changes your life and i don't i don't know how else to describe any sort of that kind of mission trip until you've been on one but um i just don't have the right words for it but so at one of the orphanages um there was this little girl named Jessie, and the kids were to choose an adult that they kind of felt close to that they could dance with and sing with and talk about jesus and do crafts with and water balloon fights like um like they wanted to, the kids to pick their partner as an adult. And all the other kids are just kind of standing there like, I don't know, do I really have to pick one? And she darted to me. The second she got to leave, she ran to me. She jumped right into my arms and she was like, I love you. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, we just really clung together. She was uh six years old at the time. And I just was so attached to her. Um and for a little bit, we thought about adoption and when we looked through the process and stuff of it. At the time, we weren't married. Um, we'd been together, oh my gosh, eight years at that time. And Dominican does not care <laughs> about anything like that. They care that you've been married for at least five years. And that's pretty much it. They don't care about your income. They don't care about your house. They don't care about uh, how many other children live in the house. They don't care about any of that. They care that you've been married five years. So immediately we were ineligible, which was fine. Um, Fortunately, she did get adopted and I've heard that it's going great and she loves her family. So I could not wish anything more for her, but I did kind of for a second know that feeling of the wanting to care for another human. And it didn't work out for us. And that's totally fine because it worked out for her. And that was the most important part. but we never really touched back on it. It was just a really quick bond that I had with her. And I'm so grateful that I had it. But I'm really excited that she ended up with the life she had.
0: Did you at any point feel maybe hopeful or excited for motherhood in that way?
1: Um, I don't think I really even associated it with motherhood or being... A mom really I just associated it with I know the life that I can provide for her and I know that we already mesh very well together and I, I know what I can offer her is the thing like what I can provide for her but I never really thought of it as like a motherhood situation I guess it never dawned on me as that
0: so for you it was more like you see this kid that's in need She's living in an orphanage in a completely different country. And you know the kind of opportunities and the lifestyle that you could provide for her. And because you had grown to kind of love her in that time, you wanted the best for her. You wanted to be able to give her a better life than she had. But it wasn't necessarily that you wanted her to be your daughter.
1: Yeah, I just didn't think of it in that way. I guess that's what it would eventually end up being. I don't know that I could even um, provide that as who I am as being like the mom that she would need. So, I mean, I think God has a plan for everybody and everything, and that was her plan. And so I think that was exactly what was supposed to happen for her. And that's so awesome. I'm so glad that she got a great family. And, um, but I guess looking back on it now, I don't know that I would have I thought I could provide so much for her but I don't know that I could provide being the mother for her if that makes sense.
0: That's interesting that you say that that you could provide like the material things, the nice house, the financial comfort of you guys wanting, you know, to travel or her to get to see some new things or she would be a very well cared for, well um well spoiled little girl you know like she could have all of the things that she wanted but the one thing that you really didn't feel like you could provide was a motherly connection am, am i getting that right
1: yeah and i think that's why we never looked at adoption really ever again it wasn't like a wow maybe we should be parents and maybe we should look into adoption it wasn't like that it was like I could have, I loved Jessie so much that she's absolutely who I wanted to take care of, but it wasn't like a, okay, I'm ready to be a mom, like, let's pick a different one, you know? Um, So, yeah, I don't think I could provide that for a child. Uh, I'm really selfish of a person, and I'm fully aware of that, so I don't think I could provide that.
0: Do you feel like you have any sort of motherly instinct? Like even with siblings, do you have not being a mom, it's hard for you to compare it to something, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But from your perspective, do you feel like you have that sort of motherly intuition or feeling?
1: I don't think I have like a motherly intuition because I don't, um, I really, I feel like mothers have to have a sort of deep emotion Um, An understanding of things, I'm the furthest from an emotional person. So I don't think I could provide what a mother would provide. Um, The caringness part, I don't think I would be good at that. Um, But I, what I would do to protect my siblings, ungodly. I don't think people realize how how far I would go to protect my siblings. Um, You know, some of (laughs) how far I'd go that's nothing compared to how far I'd actually go for you guys. Um, So I can imagine that that would be 10 times stronger if I was a mom, but I can't just depend on that.
0: Do you ever wonder if you were to have a child, if it would click for you or if you would be like, oh crap, it's still not there. And now I have this kid that even though I love, I don't have that bond with.
1: I mean, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about what my life would be like if I had a kid. I have literally everything I can possibly want, um, so I don't really think about, well, how could my life be different, or would it be better if I had a kid? Or I don't really spend a whole lot of time thinking about kids. Um, <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, but um, I really don't think I would have that because so I, you know, I love Jameson he squirted apple juice all over mom's shirt yesterday. And I was like, did I take my birth control tip? <laughs> Immediately. I wasn't like, oh, that's okay. I was like, Mm-mm, nope, that's not happening.
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny you say that. So touching back on when you were talking about how you love kids and how it's a mo- it's a common misconception for people to think that you don't like kids or you hate children because you don't want any of your own. I think I've heard more actual moms say that they don't like kids than women who don't have kids. I don't think Mm -hmm. I've ever heard a woman who doesn't have children ever say, I don't have children because I hate kids. Right. But I've heard women with children or seen it on mom groups on Facebook where they talk about not liking kids. They'll say, I love my own, but I don't like kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can almost kind of empathize with that. Like, I love Jameson. He is my whole world. I would do anything for him. I live and breathe for that child. I love my siblings. I love my friends' kids. But anybody outside of, like, our circle or our tribe, sometimes I look at other people's kids and I'm like, you're an asshole.
1: I, mean, I really love kids. And I love working with them. I loved going to orphanages. I've been going... To different orphanages for oh my gosh since high school is when I went to my first one actually, um just to volunteer and I just I love being so many times kids see an adult and the adult doesn't think to maybe smile at the kid a little bit more or ask them an adult question but besides like oh how are you doing like have an actual conversation with the child you know and oh but then I get told all the time. That, well, why would you go and be a teacher? You don't even have your own children. How are you supposed to take care of other people's? Okay. I can focus on your children. If I don't have my own, I can put more energy into your children. If I don't have my own, I'm not going to be worn out from taking care of my own children. I'm going to be refreshed every day because when I get to see your kids, those are the kids that I get to see and take care of. And then I get to put them back with you. I don't have to take them home. So I think that's. But probably one of the most frustrating things I get told is well you wouldn't be a very good teacher because you don't have your own kids you don't understand. I have like 4000 siblings. So
0: I see the opposite. I see it as like you would have you would have healthy boundaries and a healthy relationship with kids that aren't yours and because you don't have kids so I'll give a little context here. Before I had kids TV shows that involved children would be sad, obviously, but it would not make me nearly as emotional as I am now watching these horrific TikToks or sad Grey's Anatomy episodes or whatever that involve children. And same goes for Bobby. You know, he's such a hard ass and he's so tough on the outside when there are kids on tv or in a movie that are harmed or whatever he gets emotional and that dude does not cry and it it gets to him i think being a teacher who doesn't have children if you have children that come from a less than perfect home or you know go through these really hard things i think it would be easier for you to create a healthy Boundary and a healthy relationship with these children because you don't have that biological connection to a child.
1: I wouldn't think emotionally about it. I'd probably think more logically about how I can affect it. Yeah, exactly.
0: You would be more led with your head and trying to figure out what's in the best interest for the child rather than wearing your heart on your sleeve being a parent and dealing with it from an emotional standpoint. You would be able to make rational decisions. Or the child that did not involve your own personal emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I kind of agree with, but I don't know. It makes me sad that people doubt your ability to do the career that you feel so strongly drawn to based on not having children.
1: Right. If it was any other field, it wouldn't matter. But because it's dealing with kids specifically, if you don't have one, you're all of a sudden not qualified. I've gone to school for years and years and years. And it's not like I'm new to being around children. If I didn't like children, I wouldn't be a teacher. I know that's not the case for all teachers. Some teachers just, I don't know. I don't know why they're teachers when they're mean to kids. But (laughs) I do it because I want to make a difference. And I know how I was in school was very different than, so I was the typical bookworm and teacher's pet, and I followed all the rules, you know. Some kids didn't learn that way. They didn't behave that way. They didn't, um, they were just, I don't know, teachers of, call them like the troubled kids or the problem ch- children, and they weren't. They just learn differently, and that's it. That's not how I learned, but I feel like so many teachers, when I was a kid, I had really great teachers, but some of them Just didn't offer that to the troubled kids a different way to learn. It was everybody learns the same way. And if you're not on the path, you're a troubled kid. That's not how it should be at all. And I want to be the teacher that's like, okay, so I see that you learn this way, she learns that way, the rest of the class learns a whole different way. And we're going to go through that and we're going to make sure that each of you are getting a chance.
0: Your caring about other children's educational development makes you qualified to do that profession because by that logic we would never have any male gynecologist then either if you don't have a vagina you probably shouldn't be in gynecology yeah is the same as if you don't have children you shouldn't be a teacher like the two aren't even connected
1: i feel like the only qualification that a a male gynecologist should have over a woman is stop looking creepy feel it creepy i don't want to go to you (laughs) why are there so many there's never like oh wow that's a handsome old gynecologist doctor it's like ooh, that guy's creepy but sure put my legs up you know
0: <laughs> I think society puts a lot of pressure on women that they make us feel like if we don't have kids we we aren't destined to be successful or feel fulfilled that makes me sad and mad for you
1: And I think another thing is, um, just because somebody doesn't want kids, it doesn't mean that we're not excited for those who do want kids and finally get them. And I know that's a struggle for so many people, and that's so great that you started a platform where people can talk about that. And I even listen to the podcast. Like it's not my my struggle. I can't really relate to it, but I love hearing the success stories and the struggles and you guys banding together and being like, you know, this is what we've been through and we're going to freaking talk about it, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean that somebody that doesn't want kids or have kids, we're not, not excited for you guys. You know, we're cheering you on just the same. And we're sad just as much as you guys are when you can't get pregnant or you experience a loss. I can still cheer you on just because we're not on the same paths or we're not going towards the same goals, that doesn't mean anything. I'm still so excited when like my friends have babies and it's so cool. And I love seeing their little maternity shoots and all that stuff. The only thing I don't want to see is the one that's like, okay, the baby's fresh out that womb. Like, mm-mm, well, thank you. But <laughs> like, give it a shower first and then, yeah, so cute. Look at your little newborn. But I get that so often. Like, oh, that person's pregnant now. And it's just like, or do you even care? Of course I care. I like that person and I want them to have what they want.
0: How long into your relationship with Maurice, did you guys have a discussion about you not wanting children?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, he's always known from the get-go. So it's kind of hard to ex- explain now because we are married, but from the get-go, I was like, you know, no marriage, no kids. <laughs> like just letting you know right now, um, you can get married and have kids with whoever you could possibly want, right? Have as many kids as you want. They will not be popping out of me. Uh so, and I still tell him that all the time. You know, and we are married now. That was um important to him, and so that's important to me, but um I think kids is probably where I would draw the line. I I'm not willing to give up my stance on it, but fortunately he's kind of in the same position. He doesn't, he doesn't see why we would have kids. He doesn't, he just feels the same way I do about, it's not for us, you know, and that's okay. We love, love, love our lives. There's no reason to change it, you know? And, um, so I'm really, really fortunate, <laughs> but I mean, he hands me everything I could possibly want on a silver platter and that's just how our life has been and i before we got married we i mean we talk about things all the time just to make sure we're still on the same page about everything we could possibly be on um but especially right before we got married we both were like okay well, let's revisit a bunch of things and just make sure we're still on the same page before we get married right um and kids was obviously one of those topics and that was a little over a year ago now but we are still like no mm, oh, thank you
0: that's really important to have that mature conversation before you get married and make sure that you're still on the same page because imagine if he had changed his mind, you guys got married, not having that discussion. And then he's like, well, I thought since you caved on getting married, maybe you'd cave on the kids. Yeah. So it's good that you then revisited those topics to make sure that you still felt so strongly for the best interest of your marriage.
1: And that's why I, I, we both, um, Really expressed that, and we eloped. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons for it, um, but one of them is we knew the second we told everybody we're getting married or we got married, the first thing everybody would say is, "Oh, you're are pregnant. You pregnant." Yeah, and no, I'm not. Okay, and I don't want to be, but you can't get married without having kids, or you can't be engaged without are you pregnant? And it's so frustrating. I know everybody has that experience, but. Um, when it's somebody that, you know, doesn't want kids and you still ask it, it's frustrating because it's like, you guys have pushed so long. You've wanted us to get married for so long. And then once we're finally ready for it, it's like, okay, on to the next thing. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Like, we just got to this point where we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's get married. And then it's the excitement's gone because everybody's like, all right, kids, let's talk about kids. And it's just like, "Mm, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, let's just celebrate well, the milestone that we just hit without trying to, you know, give them an inch, take a mile.
1: Right. It's like we, that's why we didn't tell anybody we were getting married. And that's why even when we did get married, we were in Vegas. So we we're having a barbecue at mom's house. And really, that's the only reason you guys found not in person. Everybody else, Facebook, I'm not dealing with the crap. I'm not dealing with the. Oh, is it because you're pregnant? I can delete those comments. I don't have to answer anybody. I don't have to have a reason why we decided randomly to get married. But no, it wasn't because of kids. And that's all it seemed to be about.
0: And it was such a surprise. Like, I don't even remember why we were at mom's.
1: Um, Brooke wanted to have a barbecue.
0: Okay. And then you were wearing this really pretty white lace blouse. And jeans, and you looked adorable. You always do. You have great fashion sense. Thank and you. some people say I look like a grandma. No, you're so cute. And mom made some comment about the real reason we're here, or something along those lines. And she looked at you, so that I looked at you, and nobody's saying anything. We're all just awkwardly staring at each other. And then. I don't know if I saw the ring or if you like held up your hand or what it was, but then all of a sudden, like the white blouse made sense. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh my, like I was proud of you because it had taken you years to even get to a point where you would have a joint bank account with this man (laughs) and you had been together forever and ever. And you still were like, no, we're not there yet. Yeah. (laughs) And then this thing that you stood like so firmly on, I'm not getting married, I'm not having kids, I'm not getting married, I'm not having kids, then you got married. So it was like, like, I was proud of you. Like you got to a point where you, I don't know, maybe we're seeing things a little differently or making like a really big decision for yourself or I don't know, it just not that there's anything wrong with not getting married, but it just felt like a very mature step for you because you were so firm against even getting a joint bank account. You know what I mean?
1: yeah, okay, We were there for our anniversary. And so um, we were staying at a hotel anyways, because we love the Hilton. So we always stay there for our anniversary. And then we texted mom that morning and she was like, Hey, when are you guys going to be here? Um, Just to hang out and stuff before we start cooking. I was like, well, we're going to go to breakfast real quick and then we'll be right there. Really? We ran off and got married real quick. And then we showed up to the house with Chick-fil-a and we're like pulling food out of the bags and she's all Chick-fil-a didn't you guys just go to Blackberry Diner and I was all oh no I lied we went and got married instead and so I like handed Maurice's waffle fries and I'm like still pulling stuff out of the bag she's like what And I was like oh yeah uh also you know wedding ring so she started screaming and so everybody found out in the house like within 10 minutes um so nobody was like the know about it i know a lot of people are pissed about the way we did it i don't really care this is the way that we wanted to do it and the wedding guess what is about us and what we want so i didn't really care who was mad about it because it's not your wedding don't worry about it you know um but yeah everything after that just always led to all right so now when you're gonna have kids and well you said you would never get married so and you, you also said you would never have kids. So once you got married, now you're going to have kids. It's like, no, like marriage and kids is completely different and two completely different paths in life. And they don't always have to go hand in hand. And that's not to say that I never, ever, ever will change my mind. You know, I change my mind about things all the time. But so far, and I'm 25 now, nothing has changed. So I'm, so- I'm comfortable saying right now I'm pretty sure I will never have kids and that's totally fine with me if god forbid that changes for some stupid reason it's not the end of the world
0: so I'm gonna ask you the question that I think you know is coming because we talked (laughs) about it in our (laughs) pre-interview go for it but you were worried about getting shit for it because of how strongly you believe in this If you were to get pregnant, would you keep it?
1: I would 100% keep it. I feel like I made the choice to have consensual sex. I know the consequences of having consensual sex. So, therefore, it's not the baby's fault. You know, I'm in a situation, and I get so many situations are different. That's why I don't want to... Generalize anything because I get there's exceptions, but me, I am in the position to take care of a child. Maybe not on the emotional level, right? <laughs> but there's not a single reason that I would have to get an abortion. It just wouldn't, and we're both on the same page about that. There's not a single chance in hell. Um, and that's that's for me. That's not my opinion for other people, and I don't want to come across as that you know or judgy that other people get abortions that that is what it is not my body not my business for me personally there's not a reason for it so and i i shouldn't tell you this because you're my sister i am on birth control and i pop plan b like it's freaking candy on halloween so we're trying to prevent it as (laughs) best we can before that ever happens
0: if you're on birth control why are you taking plan b
1: to make extra extra shirt because <laughs> I like sleeping in and I like spending money on myself and I don't want to have like anything flying out, you know? <laughs> so
0: what birth control are you on?
1: New Ring. Pill?
0: Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. <laughs> As somebody who's used newering, I can understand why that's not always a hundred percent foolproof. Yeah. Um But plan B is not healthy for you. I don't have a problem with it. (laughs) Neither is having a baby, you
1: know? (laughs) I should have invested in it like a long time ago, but missed opportunity, man.
0: Birth control?
1: Plan B. No. (laughs) (laughs) Should have bought stocks.
0: (laughs) It really should have been a long time ago, because I think that goes back to the 70s. (laughs) What would you say to anyone who... Feels similarly to you who doesn't want kids, doesn't have the desire for motherhood, but feels pressured by family, friends, what they see on TV, social media, or they feel like they have to have children to achieve ultimate happiness, ultimate success, ultimate fulfillment. And they just feel that pressure or feel like they're alone because. They know themselves. They know that they're not ready for motherhood. They know that that's not really what they crave. But everyone around them kind of makes them feel like that's what they need.
1: The people that are pressuring you are not who's going to be buying you diapers. Are not who's going to pull their tit out for a kid to be biting all over. They're not the ones that are going to pay your medical bills. They're not the ones that are going to be waking up at 2 a.m. and then 3 a.m. and then 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. And getting your kid ready before you have to go to work, they're not going to be the ones that do that. That's you. If you don't want that, who the hell are they to pressure you into that? Having a child is not for the faint of heart. And there's a lot that goes into it. And a lot of times on social media, people, and I get it because the second you start posting about how hard motherhood is, people are like, you asked for it. But social media has a good way of presenting how perfect um, being a mom is. And a lot of times that's all people can think of is like how perfect this can be. Like how perfect your baby can dress today. Like how perfect our family photos are. But they're not showing that their kid was sick and they were scared because they didn't have money to cover the bills. They weren't showing how hard it is to have a job and have a baby. They weren't showing what it's like to go through losing the connection with your spouse or not having time for your spouse anymore. Because now you have a baby. They're not expressing that. They're showing you this is the perfect picture, you know? And it sucks that so many times those are the ones that are pressuring you, but that's just the way it is. They don't want the hard parts to be shown, but they'll still pressure you anyways. And I don't know why. I wish I knew why. People felt the need to pressure other people for babies, but I don't, I'll never understand it, I guess. But think about, is that really what you want? Is that a sacrifice that you're willing to make? Is that okay with you that you're going to go through all these changes and you're going to feel violated probably and your body's going to do weird things and you're not going to feel like yourself and then your whole world changes? Are those changes that you're okay with? Are you going to be comfortable with that? And is it worth it to you if you already decided not to have a baby? Is it worth it to go through those just because other people are pressuring you into it? Is it easier to go through that than to just say no? Because it's hard saying no. Let me tell you, when somebody pressures you into it, it's really hard explaining to somebody why you don't want kids. It could just be, I don't want them. But they expect reasons and explanations, and you have to explain yourself. and I wish it wasn't like that, but I would encourage people to try to find their reasons to fire back. You know,
0: nobody ever asks me why do you want kids. I've never once been asked that or been looked at funny because I want kids. I want a I want a shit ton of kids. I love kids, um, and love motherhood. I don't know why there's that double standard where. People think it's appropriate to ask why you don't want kids. If you're genuinely curious and you want to know, like, oh, why is it that you don't want kids? That's one thing. If you really want to know what that person's reasoning is, if it's something, you know, interesting or whatever. But I mean, really, it's nobody's goddamn business.
1: And ask me all day long. I'm totally okay. That's a genuine question. Why don't you want kids? I get it. That's abnormal. There's going to be follow-up questions, and that's fine. What's not fine is being like, well, you'll change your mind. If I said that to somebody that had kids, congrats on your baby, but you'll change your mind. They would lose their crap. I shouldn't have to have a reason. You shouldn't have to have a reason to want to have kids. But for some reason, I have to have reasons and explain myself why I don't.
0: Yeah, that's not fair to you.
1: It is what
0: it is. That's why I'm really glad that you were able to come on here is to give a voice for other women who may not be able to speak up for themselves or have the opportunity to tell people pressuring them like, I don't need this. (laughs) You give a voice to somebody who doesn't have a voice and you're advocating for women who are just fucking tired of being asked that question, as you should be. Nobody's asking me that question. They shouldn't be asking you that question. What happens in your uterus is your business.
1: On another thing is I just, I know because obviously what your podcast is, I understand that um, that's what a majority of your following is, is moms and people that want to be moms. And I, I a hundred percent understand that. that's why I didn't want to come off as like disrespectful in any way, being like, hmm, that's what you want, but that's not what I want. Cause this is your platform. This is what it's for. Um, But I would also like them to know that like, you, you struggling with infertility or with motherhood doesn't mean you only have to reach out to people who also struggle with infertility or also struggle with motherhood. We may not understand it the same, but that doesn't mean we're not supporting you. That doesn't mean you can't reach out to friends like that. We could offer a completely different perspective, who knows, but we could offer something and you don't know until you find out. But so many times we're pushed to the side. Well, she wouldn't get it. Don't even bother. And then we're left in the dark when our friends are finally saying like, hey, we're struggling. And we're like, why didn't you say anything? Well, because you're not a mom or you don't want kids. I didn't think you'd care. That's not the case. We love you as a person. It has nothing to do with kids at this point. If you were struggling, people need to know that.
0: Do you have anything else you want to say before we quit recording?
1: Mm. Hi, mom. Thanks for popping me out. And all the other siblings I got, they're pretty cool. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only child. (laughs) But thanks for letting me give my side of the story, I guess. Because I still, I mean, I love the podcast and I love hearing all the different stories and you guys supporting each other. And I just want it to be known that it's important that you know that everybody on the podcast is understanding there's more people supporting you than you think.
0: Well, and I think that's probably, this is a good part for me to clarify what my goal and my vision for the podcast is. Just because my guest speakers have all been moms doesn't mean that I want the podcast to be specifically for moms. I want this to be a place That's a community of women who are able to share their stories, are able to connect with their opinions or their voices. And not ever feel like they have to go through anything alone. Because even when I had a great support system when I was pregnant and I was going through depression, I still felt very alone. And everyone meant well. But... Nobody had, other than my sister-in-law, who was the one who finally convinced me to switch OBs because she had gone through it, nobody else in my life had struggled in that way that I knew. Um, Mom was there for me because, obviously, I'm her daughter. She loves me. I'm her baby. And she doesn't want to see me hurt or in pain. But because she knew the joy of motherhood and she knew how worth it I would think it was. It was hard for her to empathize like the really sad parts. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. obviously didn't want me to be sad. But she just kept like telling me like, oh, it's going to be so worth it. As soon as you hold that baby, you're going to forget all about it. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I hear you. But it hurts now.
1: Yeah, you right need now. The, you need the help now. Not yeah. later.
0: Yeah, I'm in a hole now. I don't know that I'm going to survive until I give birth. And Bobby being a man, as much as he wanted to be there for me, and he tried to empathize, he's a dude. He has zero of the same hormones that I do, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. I'm not a scientist. Um, (laughs) But it's hard for him to empathize. And from his perspective, we had tried so long to get pregnant, and then we finally were, and now his wife is sad. So he was just kind of like what the hell, like, this is what we wanted, you know, and he's never gone through depression. He's never really battled that. So it was hard for him to empathize what I was going through. So when I post on social media about depression and my struggles and things, I always get women reaching out like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And I really battled with that too. And all this stuff. And it's like, where were these people when I was going through this? You know what I mean? I didn't have to feel alone. We should be talking about this. We should be able to express how fucking shitty stuff is sometimes or how we don't want to get out of bed some days and that's okay. It doesn't mean we hate our life or we hate our children or we hate ourselves. It's that our body is begging for a break and it needs some downtime. And yeah, I wanted the podcast to be a place where women don't have to feel alone. They don't have to feel like they're going through anything alone. And whether that be motherhood or depression or infertility or PCOS or lack of wanting to be a mother. Every woman has a different thing that they go through that they feel like they're alone. And I wanted this to be like a central location where we could empathize with each other. We could talk about our struggles.
1: I think it's important that you are having these conversations because it's helping people similar in my situation decide if they do want to have kids or not. Because if you look at what the doctors say or what Facebook says, or this is the textbook pregnancy. Everything seems great. You're glowing, you know, and you can eat whatever you want. And then all of a sudden, you have this precious little baby. But they don't talk about the real crap that you guys go through. And I think that you guys talking about it and shedding light on this is what I felt, and this is what I felt, and this is what I felt, and we're all very similar in that way lets us have the opportunity to make a full-fledged decision on are we willing to go through that yes or no you know
0: yeah it gives you perspective of just like how you were talking about social media only showing you the perfect things like the rainbows and butterflies I hope that by us opening up and talking about how hard it is sometimes or the not so glorious sides of pregnancy or the depression that sometimes follows and stuff Helps you to see both sides so that you can make an informed decision. Babies are really freaking cute and they're awesome. They also don't sleep a whole lot sometimes. They also have a huge blowouts, and you have to change a shitty diaper in the back of your car. And then, oh, I forgot my last wipes. And now I'm trying to clean my kid up with a paper towel.
1: I can't even handle. That
0: that's happened to me.
1: I couldn't even handle Jameson drooling on my finger. I don't know how I would handle a blowout. Really even not a blowout, how I would even handle just changing a diaper because if I can't handle drool, I ain't doing nothing else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so hopefully by women talking about the the raw and real sides or struggles that come with just being a woman, not even motherhood just The shit that we go through as women. Hopefully it'll somebody will be able to resonate with it or feel connected to one of my guest speakers or. Be able to connect with a story or something. And even if it just helps one person, that's it makes it worth it to me. I've had women reach out that aren't moms that have said, I battle depression and anxiety. And I listened to one of the episodes today and it really helped me kind of ground myself and bring myself, you know, back to earth. And I mean, this woman wasn't even a mom and it, it was worth it. It made my whole day that she messaged me that. Um, so even though the majority of my audience and stuff are moms, I want everybody to know that this is a safe space for anyone.
1: Yeah. I think you're doing a good job at that. And this is just my my story and my opinion on it so maybe you'll have more child-free girls that want to talk about it
0: hopefully yeah hopefully this will open the door for more people that are choosing other paths for themselves than you know the quote-unquote norm and maybe this will help them to feel more comfortable talking about it (laughs) When my sister was young, she was very quiet. She was soft-spoken, introverted, and preferred to play teacher over house when we were kids. Today, she's a woman with a confidence that can dominate a room. She demands respect when it comes to her personal decisions and won't let anyone change her mind. I'm thankful she was willing to talk with me because she was initially worried about being judged, but I think she'll find that there are more women who support her than not. And let's face it, all of us women have experienced pressure to have kids whether from family, friends, or society. As her sister, I'm proud she is standing firm in her decision and glad we can have open conversations like this, even when we view motherhood differently in some ways. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.